You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, Queens. It's Brian here, and you are listening to the Queendom Podcast. And tonight, we are... Queens, hello. Uh, Welcome back. This is uh, another week where we're going to hang out, have fun, chat six, which is just amazing. And if you haven't fallen down the rabbit hole of the Queen and Podcast yet, I highly recommend you do. Uh, go right back to the start. The first couple of episodes are a bit rough, but we found our feet. Uh, and by about episode seven, when we get Grace Mo out on the, the podcast, you, you'll see. Uh, we, <laughs> we've turned this little idea into something amazing, and we aren't stopping there. We have another guest joining us this week. You would have seen her name in the title. Ms. Bryony Duncan from Bliss Point 1.0 uh, is here on the podcast joining us, and we I cannot wait to get stuck into this episode. I absolutely adore Bryony, and uh, this episode was a lot of fun. I, I, won't, I won't lie. This was... This was a lot of fun. Uh, we have a couple of announcements at the end of this episode, so make sure you stick around right to the end because you don't want to miss these. I promise I'm not hyping nothing. Uh, please stick around because it will be worth it. But as always, Queens, uh, if this is your first time or I think this is 14th time listening to the podcast, you know what time it is. It is time to get down. Here we go. I'm the queen of the castle. Get down, you dirty rascal. Get down. Hey Queens and welcome back to the Queendom Podcast. You know me, I am Josh and I am joined by yet another guest from the Bliss 1.0 cast. We are here with Brioni Duncan. Hello, Bri, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am good. We were just saying before how this episode feels like it's taken forever to record because we have been going back and forth in messages for weeks now. Um, so good to finally have you on the podcast. Um, yeah. You have done a takeover on the account. So people kind of have already met you. Uh, if you follow my Oz Queen page, uh, bang over takeover, hit my highlights up for that one because you want to see everything that Bryony um, responded to on that one. But Bri, we also, we always start with some quick fire questions on the podcast. Okay. So are you ready? Oh, I'm nervous. It's but yeah, okay. go on. We'll start with an easy one. Your favorite Disney movie. Oh, The Lion King. Oh. I knew there was Always. a reason we're friends. That is Always. right there. Um, favorite <laughs> holiday destination. Now, being on a cruise, you've had tons of destinations, but just in general, if you could get on a plane and leave tomorrow, forget everything that's going on in the world right now, where would you go? Hawaii. Hawaii, yes. yes. You guys cruised around Hawaii for a little bit, didn't you? We didn't. We were close oh. to it, but we never went into Hawaii. There we go. But I'd love to go to there. I 100%. Am on that. That's we'll just make a massive six meetup in Hawaii. We'll just rent the whole. Let's go to Hawaii. How awesome would there that be? <laughs> Let's make it happen. Let's write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Starting this off with big ideas. Here we go. Um, your favorite color? Red. I love how you like got really nervous about that. That was fantastic. Um, <laughs> And your favorite food? I like panicked in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Your favorite food? Oh, pizza. Oh, yes. There we go. All right. But no pineapple. And that's where this podcast ends. Um, (laughs) I'm joking. joking. Um, (laughs) We are here because 
of this amazing thing we call musical theater, um, which if you guys aren't aware of musical theater, it is something you should check out. So um, start with six. It's a perfect place to start for an introduction to theater. <laughs> but what was your introduction to theater? How did you find your way into the performing arts? I actually started off dancing first when I was really young. And my mum just took me to like a dance school as like a hobby just to keep me occupied. And I actually started off doing ballroom and Latin and freestyle disco first. Freestyle and I did loads of exams. Disco. I know, all that. the glittery costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine oh, baby Brian? I heard freestyle and I was like, oh yeah, hip hop. And then disco. And I was like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back up. <laughs> disco. <laughs> yeah, so I started doing that. And then I actually fell in love with dancing and actually really enjoyed it. But I yeah. think as a kid, I was just going for a bit of fun. But then I started to take it really seriously and did loads of exams. And then I was like, I actually enjoy this. I want to be a dancer when I grow up. <laughs> and then I kind of carried that on. And then in high school, I did all GCSE drama and dance and continued it there. Then I did went to a theatre school near me. And then I kind of found my love for all three of them. Yep. And I also did scene lessons in high school. But Something that not many people know and are shocked by is that I used to refuse to sing and I used to be really, really shy when I was in high school, when I was little and trying to get me to sing used to be a struggle for the person who wanted me to sing because I would refuse, I'd try and mime, I'd try and look like I was singing but I wasn't. So that went on for quite a while but then I met my singing teacher at the theatre school and he like brought it out of me a little bit so then I got a taste of that and I was like you know what I quite like this as well <laughs> so then from then on I did it at college and uni and then yeah I've just fell in love with it ever since. Wonderful uh, so did you the three years at college uni? Yeah I did three years musical theatre yeah. Yeah awesome okay so that kind of goes from little bride to almost now um what was your first role that you landed that wasn't professional like what was that kind of first show for you that you did oh um um little shop of horrors in high school i was audrey there we go. And in my research, I have found some other amazing roles that you've been a part of. Um, oh, you haven't? Oh. No, 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 no. Like, not bad ones. Like, I only pull out the ones that I love. Um, first yeah. of all, being back in 2014, so we're throwing it back in time, We Will Rock You. You played yes. Killer Queen. Yes, I did, and I loved that. Killer Queen, I, I love Killer Queen. Um, in, in that show, it's just an amazing role we've spoken about it before on the podcast um but the best scene in that for me was the um you know the camera where she films the waxing scene yeah that was hilarious to do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that show is so good and the other one that i want to point out was two years later um you played miss maureen in rent um yes. so two pretty big shows there before we step into uh -huh. um six so just touch on rent for me because it is such an iconic show and especially mm -hmm. um being born we were born in the same year so um yes. being born in 96 we were pretty much that was either i think that was a year that rent came out 
I think that was the year that it debuted or it was 94. I can't remember. But either way, that was kind of like that big musical of the time because it was kind of attacking problems. Um, what was it like to play Maureen? Oh, absolutely loved it. She's so cheeky, fun. And my favourite part was Over the Moon. Um, and that song is absolutely hilarious to do. Yeah. <laughs> when when you've got people because when I did it it was only in a small theatre space so yeah. the audience were pretty close to me so I could absolutely go ham with them there trying to make them laugh and trying to make them like giggle with me and it was absolutely hilarious <laughs> I love and that. I had so much creativity and like I could do my own thing with it I didn't have to like copy them because when we first got the roles I had to watch the musical and yeah. obviously Idina Menzel watched the movie as well yeah Hail the Lord. Um, right. She's amazing. So I kind of took bits of what she did, but then I made it my own for the most yeah. time, and it was amazing. Loved it. Well, at the end of the day, if you can imitate Dina, um, go nuts. Like, <laughs> she is like the <laughs> gold standard, but um, that, that's really cool. Um, and Rent is such a fun show. I have managed mm-hmm. to see it a couple of times. It's just so fun. Um, oh, I saw the UK tour and Oh my gosh, it was absolutely incredible. Right. I my most recent viewing was the Rent Live performance. Oh yeah. And that changed my opinion of Rent. I wasn't a fan of Rent until that. And I was like, yes. You know what? Quite a lot of people have that same opinion. Yeah. They kind of don't really know if they like it, but then once they see it, they're like hooked on it. Yeah. Hundred percent. And uh the cheekiness leads us into Six the Musical, um, which is why we are here. Um, because if yeah. you've gotten this far without realizing this is a sixth musical podcast, and if you don't know what sixth, <laughs> probably go listen to the first couple of episodes to get a pretty good idea of that. Um, so, what was your introduction to the show? Did you see it before you were cast? Um, what? How did you first find out about six? I did not see it before I was cast, but I um, auditioned for Pearson Casting for a different show. And I was unrepresented. Um, I didn't have an agent at the time. So I, they invited me in for six when it was like Edinburgh Fringe stages. So it was quite new and not many people had heard about it and the buzz hadn't happened yet. Yeah. So I auditioned for it way back then. And then once I got an agent now, they put me up again for it. And then, yeah, here yeah. I am. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, you started with the show as a swing. Um, yes. So covering, let me pull the list up, Boleyn, Seymour, Howard um, as your covers. Yes. They are three completely different characters. Boleyn and Howard are slightly similar in their kind mm-hmm. of characterization. But what was it like for you to learn those three roles? When I first started rehearsals, I was a bit like, whoa, this is loads of information. This is really crazy. <laughs> and I was a bit like, can I do this? But then as the like rehearsal process went along and you learnt the choreo and it went in your body and you learnt the harmonies and you put in the work, it kind of became like more natural and me being able to switch between the tracks became normal Yeah. for me the more I did it. And in rehearsals, we had um, swing runs as well as the girls had girls having runs. Yeah. So we... Me and Nat did uh, two of our three tracks in rehearsals. And then when we got on the ship, we had loads of individual sessions with the creatives and they spent loads of time with us. And 
worked on characters and broke down the songs and the monologues that we had. And yeah. they were so nice about the whole swing journey and process. And they valued the swings just as much as they valued the main queens, which for me, because I've never been a swing before, and I've always heard that swings aren't valued and swings have a really hard job because they're not seen as the equivalent of the main role and everything like that. So I was a bit like apprehensive when I first got it. Yeah. Obviously, I was so happy, but I was apprehensive as to how the process of learning would happen. Yeah. But when we got in the room straight away, it was like, this is going to be awesome. And it's funny because a show like Six from a fan perspective so much emphasis is put on the swings like the swings are held in this kind of weird meta god kind of area where everyone's like you're an alternate you're a swing yes 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 so it's like it's a completely different vibe to other shows where you kind of sometimes don't even know who the swings are or what a swing actually does um and i think this show has kind of shone a light on that fact because there's only six roles you can swing into so if someone's out it's going to be pretty obvious that, <laughs> that someone yeah. else is in there. <laughs> yeah. um, awesome. So what was that first show for you like? You debuted as Berlin, I believe. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. So what was your first show like? Oh, it was literally the scariest, most exciting, most amazing, most nerve-wracking. Literally every emotion you can possibly think of, I probably felt that day. Like when Jamie told me, in the dressing room he was like oh Bryony can I just have a word and I was like yeah sure me thinking nothing of it like him just asking me how I am and all that and he was like so how do you feel today and I was like yeah I'm good thanks and he was like you're gonna go on for Berlin at four o'clock and I was like okay <laughs> and if then anyone, it was like so has ever met known. Jamie like just seeing how Bryony explained that just is so totally Jamie. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just great. And but then as soon as that happened, like all the creatives were making sure, like I had everything yeah. I needed. If I needed to go any over any harmonies, choreo, dialogue, scenes, anything like that, they were re- literally ready to help me out as much as possible, which yeah. really put my heart at ease. But as soon as I was backstage and I had the costume on and the lighting, even getting into costume, I was excited and yeah. had like a little buzz. And obviously. It was something new for the girls as well. So, and I'd never, I'd never been on stage with them yet, and I hadn't had the in-ears yet, and so it was literally all very new the first time I did the role. Yeah. But when I was on stage, honestly, the feeling after, I, like, indescribable, absolutely indescribable. The the buzz, the love that I got from the girls that, to like help me through it, and like if I went in a wrong place they covered me without even thinking about it they just knew what to do um but yeah it was just the best feeling ever and then when I came off like the love that everyone showed me was just like I love you all so much (laughs) that's so good I love like the excitement on your face explaining this this is just (laughs) um so then going did you cover all three roles oh obviously you covered Howard did you go on a Seymour at all yeah, the Seymour yeah. one was scheduled, so I kind of had like a little mini build up to that, which was nice. So I knew yeah. when I was gonna do Seymour, okay. um, which was nice. That does help always. <laughs> um, how did you go with life on board the ship? Um, I was all right. It's uh, don't get me wrong, like the rules and the regulations, and having to eat at certain times, sit with certain people, and 
will dress a certain way and yeah. all that kind of stuff is really frustrating. But I think once you get into the swing of it and one pardon the pun. <laughs> Sorry, that was a really bad joke. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on it until you said it. And I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to start on this. Here we go. <laughs> um, once you like know what you have to do to get by, like if you follow the rules and you follow what's asked of you, then ship life can be absolutely amazing. And if you meet yeah. loads of new people, um, and obviously the show is amazing, but the rules and the regulations can be testing at times yeah. sometimes but and we've heard those terms rules and regulations from a couple of cast members guys and what we might do i might work with bry and a couple of the other cruise girls to kind of put a blog post together about what they mean by rules and regulations because when you're on a ship as cast it is it you're pretty much a part of the ship's crew um so you yeah. have to or you have to present in certain ways, you have to do certain things and you can't be in certain places yeah. at certain times. So we might work on a blog post to kind of explain that so you guys can get more information about that if you're looking at cruise contracts yourself or something like that. So we might work That'd be on awesome. That. Yeah. Um, so we've touched on kind of life as a swing, um, but the whole learning process of the, the three roles that you covered, um, how did you find your method behind the essential madness that is learning three roles in a <laughs> short space of time? Yeah. So we, so Lucy sat down with us and she said, okay, here's your three roles that you're going to cover. Start off with one queen. So I started off with Seymour first. So then for about a week, I focused on Seymour, spoke to Caitlin a lot. We, when she went in for her monologue sessions, I'd sit in with her and write notes and any feedback that she could give me, I'd take, or if I was unsure about something, like I'd ask her. Um, and, but for me, it was videoing everything. Yeah. So I'd video it from the front and then the back. So I could see where she was going in contrast to where Howard was going in contrast to where Berlin was going. Yeah. So if I knew that, I was going to be, for example, Howard. If they said to me, right, next Friday, you're going to be Howard. I would know that following week, that week before, right, I need to watch Alicia like a hawk. Yeah. Do you know what and, I mean? So it's, it's one of those shows that it's not even like positions, but the transitions between positions are like really complex. Like there's yeah. so many things that is just like, the more you watch the show, the more my appreciation for, Carrie Ann is just ridiculously uh, high because her brain, I don't know how, but I there's so know, many things right? I look at and I'm like, at what point did you think, yeah, that'll work and then try it and be like, oh, yeah, it would. <laughs> like my favorite. She is a genius, genius like, oh, legend. My favorite transition is um, the ex-wives to no way transition um, yes. where Aragon comes across that transition where Aragon sneaks between Berlin and um, Seymour and it's just like the first time I saw it I was like that was cool and then I watched it again and I was like damn like there's so much more to what is going yeah. on and it's just crazy. so clever yeah what so is clever. while we're on the topic of Carrie Ann what is your favorite piece of choreo throughout the show it's gotta be sorry not sorry I, oh, there, oh, there is so many like little I love the little like heel flick oh my side, gosh side, that side, took side, us that. <laughs> so long 
that looks so simple but oh. oh my gosh we spent so long trying to do that we do it slowly and then we try and speed it up and then i'd get the feet but not the head and then i'd I was get the say, shoulders but nothing else the and it looks simple when you look at it and then you're like crap there's like heads and shoulders and there's like 14 things going on at once yeah. and again it's just like carry and be like okay let's start with one and make it harder yeah and harder yeah. and harder okay that'll do <laughs> uh-huh. and mel like was so patient with us bless her she was so patient and of what we got there we got there in the end <laughs> um what is we you also touched on harmonies learning different harmonies what mm-hmm. is your favorite harmony in the show Ooh. Mm. i want to say howard only because that sits nicely in my voice voice yeah but so i did howard which was the top and then berlin which was the bottom and then seymour is one down from howard for our cast so good point to make because every single cast is different um so yeah you'll probably never see the show twice where the same character is singing the same harmony because we're not there you guys aren't cast for vocal types it's cast for characterization kind of purposes so um for that things change and did you guys change harmonies for roles that you're in or did you take the harmony for whoever you were in for take the harmony for whoever i was in for so if i was alicia i was the top and um if i was hazel bottom and caitlin just below alicia see this is why swings are so crazy because like (laughs) on its own is just like Um, and then obviously while we were on board, uh, you had the whole shift, like the cast had that kind of big shakeup where Alicia went out to tour, mm-hmm. um, and you took over everyone's favorite queen, um, Kay Howard. At the time. So yeah. what was that like going from swinging to being on every day? It was just like a dream come true i it was absolutely amazing phenomenal loved it do it again always wanted to do it again because <laughs> we only did it we had two show days and we only did four shows a week so yeah. for me i was like this isn't enough i need to yeah. do more i need to do more <laughs> so Six it was hawaii really we're nice. coming at you <laughs> <laughs> it was really nice to like because there's a swing as well. Me and Matt would watch the show an awful lot. Like we worked out, we must have watched the show at more than 20 times. So, and we'd only been in it around like 10, maybe like in the teens when we were watching like and being a swing. So then from doing it not often to then doing it full time was just a dream come true. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And it would have been a bit easier kind of getting into the, getting into the role because you know, cool. I'm only mm. doing this track. Like I can figure yeah. the other two, like this is my thing. Let's focus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also with the shift, bought a new costume. But before <laughs> we go into that, what was your favorite, the blue or the pink? Oh, I can't decide. You didn't I have to. It was a question. No, come on. We're oh. here. We're asking the big questions. I don't know. Um, okay, the teal. Yeah. I, the, the teal is my favourite. Like, out of everybody, like, just the colour is just 
amazing and then did you have yeah. different variations as well for everybody yeah so every different character i played i had a different costume which was yeah. mega awesome um so when i was berlin i had the same skirt as what hazel had only in the blue which was proper cool because yeah. it had never been seen before gabriella hadn't created one like it before same with the seymour skirt it was you know the bottom of caitlin's dress yeah it was the same as that only in the teal and then for Howard, it was the clear skirt and then around the bottom would be the blue. Wow. Oh. But yeah, the costumes were incredible. Like and With incredible. your fittings, did you guys go to Gabriella for all fittings and that type of thing? Yeah, so we'd go to Gabriella. I went three times. Yeah. What was, and each time it, what's it's the experience become... like kind of getting fitted for a costume and then seeing it slowly kind of piece together. Um, Cause like in amateur productions, it's kind of like literally piece by piece. And sometimes mm-hmm. you don't see the finished product until like the day you're going on stage. Um, yeah. Obviously this show and the enormous detail that goes into these costumes, what was that like seeing everything slowly come together? So exciting because one week I'd go in and it'd be a piece of material and then the next week I'd go in and then all of a sudden it was a skirt with loads of blue teal over it and the mesh was on it and literally every time I went back to have another fit in it just came to life in front of my eyes and it was so exciting because they care so much about what it looks like and they care so much about making us feel comfortable in what we're wearing and making sure that it doesn't rub on us or it's too tight or anything like that. They just want us to look and feel comfortable. And that to me was just so nice. And because sometimes you're just putting a costume and you've just got to deal with it. Whereas they're like, is there anything wrong? Please tell me. Please be honest. So it then needs we can to be make you feel an extension of you. Like it can't be something that's on yeah. you. It's got to be. It's got to be a part of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they were just really lovely working with, and it was so exciting. So exciting. I love it. I keep looking above your head, and I keep seeing your program. Um, and I've just found mm-hmm. in my jacket today. I just found like a whole heap of my glitter. So I'm like looking at you. Yes. <laughs> um, so. Moving into Howard, obviously going on four times in a week, um, what, how did your kind of relationship with the cast evolve? Because you go from being kind of backstage and hanging out every day to hanging out every day and then being in the show with them as well. So how did that kind of relationship change between you and the original five that you kind of stepped in with? I think it just got stronger because when we were in rehearsals, um, we were we obviously it's a getting to know one another kind of process, isn't it? But by the time we got on the ship, we knew each other really well. And then they, those guys had so much love for us, me and Matt. So yeah. when we were stepping in, it wasn't like we were stepping into being around five girls that we didn't really know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They were so supportive, so it made they made our journey easier. Yeah. And me being Howard, we just we was able to get more banter on stage, and we had like little looks, and like we could be cheeky with each other and try yeah. and make each other laugh. And Sophie Golden 
she would always, always, always look at me and try and make me laugh. She looks and like the troublemaker. She seems like the quiet one, but also the one that will make the most trouble. Honestly, <laughs> she's so funny. And the accent as well is makes her even funnier because I don't know whether you've heard actually about the Chucky doll in the front row. I have. Somebody, I can't remember who told me about that. I think you actually spoke about it in our live, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Can you so please explain happens. this story for everybody? Because this is great. Okay, so it was uh, the second show of like the second day, something like that. And there was a little boy, he was on the front row to the left-hand side of us all, where me and V would stand mainly. And he just, next to him, just had this Chucky doll. And he was using it like it was a puppet. So like he would grab its head and like, move its head so whoever was speaking like say v was speaking he'd like move its head to look at v and then move its head to look at me and then when like we were doing ex-wives and we were kind of like looking at it but being like no that's not a chucky doll come on that is not what i'm looking at right now (laughs) and then by the end of it obviously we go into the sixth position and then it's the opening chat so then as soon as I put my arm down, I looked at V and like gave her the cheeky side eyes if you say, look what is down there. And then as soon as I got V's eyes, I then looked at Sophie. And honestly, as soon as I looked at Sophie, I was gone. <laughs> we could not stop looking at it the whole show. It even started moving its arms to like wave at us. And you can just imagine a Chucky doll waving at six the musical and then you're stuck on a ship with it and uh the nightmares oh, begin. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I know. But yeah that oh. was a prime example of when sophie absolutely made me howl so within the cast there are some pretty big personalities um if you've mm-hmm. been listening to this podcast for a while we've met a fair few of them in alicia hazel um We've had Nat on, we've had Caitlin on, um, we've got V and a couple of the other girls coming soon. Um, what's it like with the high intensity, like we all saw kind of Hazel's and Alicia's friendship kind of come to this huge explosive thing. What was it like having all those personalities mm-hmm. in confined quarters and being around each other every day? All day, every day. Um- That's the thing that I think people underestimate, the fact that we do work together, we eat together, we sleep at the same times, we go off in part together, we spend a lot of time together. It's literally like having a sister. So having five sisters, obviously, (laughs) is so much fun and I I 100% loved it. But I think we just, we learned how to like understand each other. So if someone's having a bad day, we make sure they're okay. And then if they don't want to speak, like if they don't feel like talking to us or they just want to like have their own time, get ready for the show, do the show. Do you know what I mean? People deal with things in different ways and we just learned how to know when that person needed to talk to us or know when that person needed to be on their own or needed just a hug or do you know what I mean? We kind of like, just started to understand each other and what everyone needed, which yeah. was lovely. Yeah, that's sick. I love that. That That is pretty amazing. Um, and I, I, it's, I say this kind of like every week that it's hard for me to think about things. Um, but like 
until you've been in that position of being on a cruise and people that have cruised before kind of get that feeling of being on a ship, but you guys are on the ship. You kind of get off at port for like a quick breather, get back on the ship, get off when you're changing um, passengers over, restock what you need, get back on the ship. And that it's just a constant cycle for six months. Like we can't, you kind of, it's, it's not like, Oh, we can have a break. Like it's constant go um which is something that is a hard I guess hard mindset to kind of adapt to um but you guys seem to do it pretty well um so all up Mm -hmm. with six what is your best experience with the show what is that number one highlight that you think of and be like damn this is why I want to go back um Okay, I can't say everything because that's not a good answer. No, I need, I need um, specifics here. <laughs> I would say the best thing about Six is being able to be yourself and be comfortable in your own skin and really bring out your own personality and be comfortable with you and and enjoy other people's personalities as well because the creatives are so this they want your personality to be brought out in buckets do you know what i mean because each queen is loved yeah because they're talented and they can sing and they they're amazing in that respect but they're also kind and generous and warm and caring and nice people and they have cracking personalities as well yeah. so i would say being able to be yourself and being able to do that in a safe environment where no one's going to judge. None of the other girls are going to think, oh, well, she sung that bum note that day. But yeah. do you know what I mean? Instead of that, it's like the reverse of everything you'd think being in the cast of six girls is going to be like. Yeah. It's, it's so like, positivity. What I think the, um, the phrase that sums it up the most is one that's been floating around the queen of ages and it's queen, queens fix each other's crowns. Yeah, um, 100%. Like, I think that has been adopted very strongly in all aspects yeah. of this show, um, from the fan base all the way up through the production team to the cast. Um, and I think that is something so strong and something we need to hold on to as people and think, cool, this doesn't apply just to this show. This applies yeah. to everything. Like, no matter who you're looking at, like, don't tear somebody down. Like, that's not, that's yeah. not what we're here for. If you need feel like you need to do that you need to just kind of cut that relationship and run because that's a toxic situation and um you don't deserve that for yourself um and Mm -hmm. wow that got really deep really quick wow i know Uh, look at it whoa (laughs) psychology segment woohoo um like and i think that's something i and what has your what has your experience been like on the receiving end of all the love and kind of attention that you get from people on my side of the stage? Um, like the fans of the show, uh, (laughs) Instagram, Twitter, pretty much everything. It's kind of like a constant go with six where there's people everywhere in the world awake at some point that love this show and want to show you love. So what was that like for you experiencing that? Um, it just makes me feel really like humbled and it makes me feel really lucky and grateful and 
I kind of need to pinch myself like every so often because yeah. I am just like an average girl from Wakefield. Do you know what I mean? I, I am literally just like you yeah. and love the show and have the same respect for the show as what you guys do. And I love the show just as much as you do. And whenever you tag me in something or post me in something and you might say the costume, look at how brilliant the costume is. And I'm like, preach it girl. I agree. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> I agree with this. I agree with what you're saying with this and the fan art and the costumes that people are making. And it just makes me feel all warm inside and gooey. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really funny for me doing this podcast. Cause like, as, as we touched about at the start, like we've got this kind of weird kind of friendship going that kind of just blossomed mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. the podcast has really shown me open my eyes up. Cause I, I hold you guys to a kind of high kind of not ideological level, but like a, I respect the absolute daylight out of you guys. Um, And doing these episodes is like, they're actually like, we're on the same level. Like they're just, they're they're further ahead in their journey than I am right now. And I get to kind of bridge that gap between you guys listening at home and um, these people that are performing these shows on stage because they're just humans. And it's, it's crazy to, get these experiences with you guys um, and have those moments of like, we're all, and a phrase, another phrase that's been going around a lot. We're all in this together. Like no matter what stage of this show, no matter who's in the cast, it doesn't matter if you've left the show or uh, in the show, you're a part of a family and we aren't going to let you forget that. Um, And that's pretty, pretty cool, I guess. Um, Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. What is your, have we touched on your favorite moment in the show? Um, no. <laughs> you said that with a bad <laughs> grin. So let's go there. What is your favorite moment in the show? My favorite moment in the show is when we're all, we all come together. This is so cheesy, but we, when we all come together, and it's near the end of the show before six happens and we are all um for five more minutes we're six and then just that moment of i remember toby being on board and he gave us some feedback and he said this is a moment to just be you six and show the friendship that you six have it's not about the audience being there and giving them an amazing vocal it's just about six girls who have bonded, who have got a friendship, who have been, might have been through stuff, might not have, might have fallen out, might not have. It's just about you six and you can look around and just take it all in, soak it all in, that you're in the show and that you're doing your thing and that you're just amazing people. And that's my favourite thing of the whole show, that moment. Way to make me cry, girl. Wow. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I could like see that moment in the show. Like I could see as soon as you said where six, I was like, I know exactly where this is. And when you started explaining it, I was like, damn, that makes so much sense now. Oh, wow. Okay. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 100% my favorite point of the show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm stumped now. Um, something I haven't asked anybody else. Um, on stage mishaps. What is your favorite one that you've either seen 
or you've been a part of let's let's do favorite one that you've seen and favorite one you've been a part of yourself okay so favorite one i've seen is when when it wasn't my favorite but looking back on it it's funny but at the time it wasn't it was when sophie's microphone completely cut out and it was just be far she goes into a monologue so she's at the top of the stairs house of holbein with looking all bougie and then her microphone cuts out so she goes okay next but you can't hear her so then obviously she's at the top of the stairs but we're not allowed to go off stage and her mic battery died so she decided at the end of holbein to like i don't know how she did it she like pirouetted down the stairs to end up stage right and then just seamlessly spin, span off stage, came back on, and then she started a monologue as if nothing had happened. And I was literally in my house of Holbein position, and in the corner of my eye, I just see this like red floating person coming like directly down the stairs, just turning. And we're all perfectly still, and she's just there turning down the stairs. <laughs> And I found that hilarious. Sophie Golding, wow. Yes. That, um, that's and then that. the another another one that happened to me was when I was doing the beginning of the Howard monologue. And I went, um, your life sounded terrible and your songs really helped to complete that. And I was like, <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> And I kind of like paused and then, you know, and you can just feel everyone's energy and inside I knew all the girls were dying to laugh. And I was like, now I've got to go up to every one of them and roast them and yeah. try and not, not laugh, not smile, not give anything away after completely messing up a line. But we got there and it happened. I love that. That is so <laughs> um, And those roasts, in Howard's script are fantastic. So what, what was it like the first time doing those to the girls, like having them? Because everybody kind of has to, from my experience, it's kind of like stand there, stone face, take it, and then kind of react after you walk away. Um, so what was it like for you to deliver that, knowing that they're kind of like your friends off stage, but like right now it's like, ha ha, I got you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Um, I think we just took it in all good banter. Like, yeah. because when I like, when I say to Candy and that almost could have been really hard for you. And she does like this, like the, that lip kiss thing. <laughs> like, obviously with that reaction, she knows I want to laugh. Yeah. And, because we're all obviously all friends and we know that nothing's serious it kind of makes it funnier because it doesn't matter how hard i go in or how yeah. like soft i play it or they're all like just like oh, damn it do you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> so it's, it's nice it's all good in banter and fun that is great. Well, Bri, that pretty much brings us to the end of this episode. Um, thank you for coming and hanging oh, out with us here in court. Um, anytime. I think it's time to kind of drop the news. We've been working on a kind of little side project that is going to be coming to you guys soon. Um, Brianie's going to be a part of this as well as pretty much the whole Bliss cast. Uh, we are organizing another special edition of the Queen of Podcast. 
Drum roll, please. You can you can even announce this. Let let you can take this away. Let's go. We are gonna do a Bliss 1.0 podcast with all the queens. It is happening. It's gonna come to here right in your earbuds. You guys are gonna be hear that hearing that soon. We're gonna set a date real soon and get everybody together. Um Things are exciting. This is this is great fun. Um, and another thing I'm going to announce that I didn't tell you before we started, um, you I sent you a link a, about a week ago um, for a little website that I have created. Guys, we are launching our merch line for the podcast, The Queendom, on thequeendomonline.com forward slash store. Um, you'll be able to check that out from today. It is live asap now so the link will be down in the description please check that out there are some sick designs on there and there is more to come we can't wait for you to check that out but before we leave bry what is the biggest thing that you miss about six um the girls and performing the show yeah amazing Guys, if you want to check out Bryony's uh, Instagram, Twitter, I'll leave the links down below. You can catch me on the Queendom cast and Oz Queendom. And we will be back next week with another guest on the Queendom podcast. Thanks, Queens. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.